0: Well, I am rather busy. Uh, now he's going to move like right along to McGregor. That's his whole life. You know. So we finally got the origin story.
1: Yeah. This is a, you know, I remembered this being a an episode about, you know, the crew, and it is, but this is very much the Serenity backstory episode.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, which I really,
1: you know, we haven't had much characterization of the ship, and this is the episode which finally does it, because this needs to be the character another character it's the it's the they named the show after it they named the movie after it and this is actually one of my favorite episodes for the way that i do tend to like you know the ship's down and everybody has to figure it out Mm -hmm. you know where there's no there is no real antagonist this is just a forces of nature even the bandits they meet towards the end are almost treated as a natural force and I don't know. I like those kinds of stories.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think this is a really strong episode, and um, you know, to to that point about Serenity being another character in the show. I mean, I think that the 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 last uh, scene of the episode is is really indicative of that, where yeah. you know, Mal is shopping for a ship, and the guy is talking and talking and talking in his used car patter about this one ship that he's trying to sell <laughs> Mal, and Mal actually sees. Uh, uh, the Firefly, you know, across the 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 plane, kind of like seeing a woman across the room or something. Yeah. And it is this kind of love story.
1: Well, it's interesting because there's, a, you know, several of the characters, ha- when they first meet, when we first meet Book, for example, Kaylee's saying, oh, you're going on this ship. You know, in this episode, Anaris says, oh, you're hiring me. You know, they kind of know when they've met a crew member. And well, in a me- way, you could see something going on between Mal and Serenity between them. Like, he catches the ship's eye and the ship... Communicate some part of i'm your ship
0: well I you know that's one of the questions I have and 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 that's something that you know what you just said kind of brought that forward in my mind is I do wonder if fate has not been a big part of the show going so far i don 't know if it's a big yeah. part of the show going forward, I imagine not because I think there are six episodes left, but I wonder if that would have become you know some sort of yeah. motif in uh, uh, in in Firefly, because it is kind of a motif in Buffy and Angel, and I think that you yeah. see that in Joss Whedon's work. I mean, the whole thing about Buffy being the Slayer and the chosen one, and it, it, you know she has no control over it. I think Angel is much more about the choices people make, but at the same time, there there are elements to that which you know, Angel is sort of fated to, uh, to become some sort of vampire superhero or something to atone for his past sins. And I think that, that you know, it seems like that's a motif in Joss Whedon's work. Yeah. At the same time, this was written by Tim Minner, so yeah, I could just be talking out of my ass.
1: Well, maybe you are, but um, I mean, it would have been interesting to see if that theme would play out and, frankly, given. Uh, given that the show has put, you know, East, Eastern spiritualities on the table, it would have been an interesting lens to do that, which would have been very different from Angel yeah. and Buffy since those were very, especially dealing with vampire myths, very much from a Western perspective. But, um, or, frankly, the the, the 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 two... I mean, Firefly is very much about these two cultures which are meeting and, you know, have blended together. And so it would have been interesting to have that take on it. That said... Um, no, you know, I, 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 I don't, th- I, I don't think it becomes an explicit theme in there. But what I really like about that, and the that scene, and the episode in general, is this repeated line. You know, you buy the ship, treat it properly, it'll last the rest of your life. It's the pretty much the first line we hear, and it's the salesman's patter. Uh, Mal repeats it to Zoe when they first see the ship, and it's you know, as if he's repeating you know the sales line. This was uh, echoing a sentiment we heard in the saffron episode, which is. Uh, It's made out of junk, but you put that junk together, it becomes a firefly, Mm -hmm. and it's a very – this ship is supposed to be a very stable and sturdy ship that's, you know, obviously in this episode we see it breaking, but it's fairly easy to repair once they get the part. And I like how at the end completely twists it because he's not talking – the salesman isn't talking about these firefly. He isn't talking about Serenity at all. He is talking about the flashy,
0: shiny ship. And yeah, and I you know I think that's interesting because one of the things that that is kind of implicit in this episode is is that the the sort of idea that the the crew members that they kind of come across are not necessarily yeah. the people that anybody would would think were going to be the most important people. I mean, how they get Jane is okay. You know, they
1: <laughs> it, it it it's a funny scene that's very much in his character and makes complete sense and you know, we have to remember that Jane got on this crew because he got a better deal and
0: well that's really get a better deal I mean that's really it I mean if you if you look I mean I'm assuming that and I want to talk about the structure of the episode as well because I do find it kind of interesting but if you take the, the flashback scenes to when each of the characters uh, that are on the ship that we did not see in the pilot joining, join, then, you know, Zoe and Mal obviously are, are together before everybody else, which makes sense yeah. because they fought in the war, and we know that. We
1: don't see how they actually meet, and, you know, maybe they would have gone into that, but...
0: And then we we see that they have uh, uh, the next person that they find is Wash, right? Yeah. Then they have the mechanic whose name I don't remember, who's who actually uh, uh, gets replaced by Kaylee, and and finally they they get Jane. And so there is this kind of I mean, aside from Wash being this in demand pilot, which I find kind of I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, it, it is. It is the element of of these are people that necessarily the people that you think you want are not necessarily the people you want because yeah. the mechanic that would came highly recommended could not fix the ship and Kaylee obviously is some sort of you know I don't know she talks to machines or something
1: yeah she's very intuitive with them and she just seems to know you know exactly you know, when she's talking about the part she said oh it just goes there I just you know it makes sense to her it's it it just clicks.
0: Yeah, it's very. I, I don't think there's any indication that Kaylee has ever had any sort of mechanical no. training. She's just someone who's very good. She's at She's the at, kind
1: of person who was playing with engines when she was a little kid, and you know, grew up with
0: but, them. But I do, you know, it is funny because I do wonder about um, the 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 sort of. I guess if you go back to the pilot, if you go back to Serenity, where they find Book and Simon and River, you know that. Oh, and we, you know, we don't, we didn't talk about Anara, but that's a great scene as well. Where Inara Well, comes I think in and,
1: Inara deserves her own segment. Yeah. So.
0: But you know when those characters come in there's almost an indication that mal i don 't know it's an unspoken sort of subconscious thing maybe on mal 's part where you know I, I raised this question back I think in the second episode of of tuning in when he decides to to let Simon and River stay on the ship, and my question was sort of like why, and I think that finally I have an answer to that, which is that. Mal seems to work much more on instinct and much more on gut feeling than he does on uh, uh, a thought. And so to him, perhaps the crew just felt unfinished until Simon, River and Book were on board.
1: There's a clicking almost that he describes. Um, I think it's funny how that's contrasted to Zoe because – number one when zoe first sees the ship she thinks it's horrible she thinks you know you got scammed this is terrible uh and when she meets wash she hates him right away and obviously she will go to you know which part... i
0: thought was a little too on the nose honestly but, but i
1: know. mean part of the joke of the scene is that obviously the something about him bothers me wash referring... looks like a
0: rapist
1: he he needs to play like a gay guy in the a 1970s period piece in new york because he would be he looks amazing for that kind that of mustache thing. i'll tell you i mean yes obviously when when she says something bothers me, she means the mustache, and you can and the shirt. Yeah, let's oh, not yeah. forget the shirt. But that, which which gives me this great image. and his whole demeanor. <laughs> it gives me a great image of their courtship with her not taking, in and finally, like him, like slowly shaving the mustache and just growing up a little <laughs> bit too. But um, I like
0: the way you said that. I almost it almost makes me think that Wash like should, like cut a little bit more of the mustache each week for like <laughs> like three months, and that it was finally gone.
1: You know, I I bet he he couldn't do it all at once. Yeah, it's true. Um,
0: yeah, I well, and I think you know the 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 structure of the episode kind of works in that fashion too, because yeah. I actually do find this a very um, kind of a. a, a, a daring structure for an episode of television. I mean, it's, it's It's
1: weaving three different time periods and it's
0: doing it, uh, really with no, it, 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 I don't know. I feel like firefly to me, at least in these early episodes, you know, maybe this is something that's going to upset people, but I have not gotten the sense so far that this is a show that expects a level of intelligence from the audience. Hmm. I mean, certainly it does to some degree, but it also telegraphs things and reminds you of things and there is some sort of exposition y dialogue because it is still a network television show. But I do feel like this is the first episode where the flashbacks you you can't tell them apart unless the the lighting and the sort of like Yeah, um, there's
1: a greenish filter to the past right. and a you know, brighter and then slightly bluer for the, you know, present sequences.
0: But there's a lot of smash cuts, yeah. you know, people going through doors and suddenly we're in another time period. You really have to keep track of it and it does not handhold you in any way.
1: Yeah. It's, 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 it's a video... I mean, this is about the third or fourth time I've seen it and it does come off as a very straightforward episode, especially with, what, 10 years of television in between. But yeah, I can... I don't know. Maybe is is this one of those reasons that Firefly didn't make it?
0: I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I, I'm trying to think back to what was on network television back in 2003, and I don't really know. I mean, part of that is that I was living out of the country when Firefly was on, so I, I just don't know because I wasn't in America. But I don't remember it being well, a very sort of adventurous time. I mean, aside from, like, maybe the West Wing or something. Uh,
1: when did Arrested Development get on?
0: Oh, that would have been – I think that was 2003. So
1: prob- it was pretty concurrent to this, but also Arrested Development is one of those shows that at the time was completely groundbreaking and now is a lot tamer.
0: Yeah, him. yeah. And also, I mean, not to uh, 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 talk about something that has nothing to do with Firefly, but but Richard and I are working our way through Seinfeld just on our own. We're not actually going to do it on the podcast because, I don't know, comedies don't seem like they are have that much to talk about. But one of the things that Seinfeld kind of becomes really famous for in later seasons is that it has these sort of like uh, – uh, they have three or four plots that don't really seem to have anything to do with each other. And then all at the end, they all sort of come yeah. together. And so you can kind of see that there were some television shows in the 90s that were sort of doing that kind of thing. And then, of course, now you're getting your Fireflies and your Arrested Developments and shows like yeah. that, which are sort of taking taking that and running with it to some degree, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah. So – Let's talk about Inara. Okay. Because, I don't know, she – there is a lot to be gleaned from that conversation. This is so, – so we've talked before on the podcast about the Anara's dying from space cancer theory, which this episode definitely seems to bolster in a lot of ways. She says at one point, no, I don't want to die at all, and she's very – it's interesting to see she gets very squicked out by anything medical happening around mm-hmm. her i mean it's it doesn't take much to be not want to see someone jab a needle of adrenaline through someone's heart, but you know she's the only one who turns away and she gets very upset at the idea of hearing how someone suffocates to death yeah and you know so well, I
0: mean, that kind of makes sense because, yeah. you know, if you look at Anr and you look at the companion yes. skills and you look at the ways in which they have their power and they have their respect in, in, in alliance society, of course, you know, yeah, people are going to think that they don't want to die and they don't want to see it because they're not, they don't want to be reminded oh, of the course. fact that all of the money and power they have is not going to protect them in the end.
1: And she, of course, is a very, you know, full of life person. Sure. So, yes, of course, she's going to be contrasted to death, but. I lo- There are a couple of interesting things that come out of the conversation, specifically when she says, "Oh, I supported unification." Which I love the delivery of that line because it it very it, it makes complete sense that the companions supported unification because a unified government gives them so much power. Yeah, you can't you know it's it's the whole thing. You can't have a currency if a bunch of people don't agree to it. You can't have the power the companions guild have without a lot of people agreeing to that.
0: Well, I think also that, you know, that, that is kind of uh, uh, interesting, because one of the things I thought about watching this episode is Mal's dismissal of Inara has less to do with her profession and more to do with the fact that he doesn't respect the Alliance. Mm, and it yeah. seems to me that especially once you see their the first time that they meet and they're discussing terms of her renting the shuttle, you know, he is... I think that he does respect her. Oh, I just yeah. think he's acting like he doesn't because that is an indication that he is sort of, in his mind, kowtowing to even that little bit of cultural conditioning that yeah. the Alliance has.
1: Well, you know, we we said that there there is a degree to which the two of them think each of them is better than that. You know, she he sees her and she sees all of her intelligence and, you know, creativity and beauty and she feels... You're they're going to waste because you're ultimately serving the alliance. You're not actually, you know. And she feels, you know, Mal for all of his charisma and leadership and you know quick thinking. That all he's doing is running a smuggling ship. Yeah. You know, we, if yeah. Mal were, if Mal would play along with the alliance, he would do so much better. Of course, you know what it. She, you know, we we we, we which would
0: defeat the entire purpose of why he has the ship. Well, exactly.
1: So, yeah. And one of the reasons, you know, one of the interesting. Parts of this is when he mentions offhand, you know, a lot of fancy ladies go to luxury liners. So we were talking about whether Anara is the only companion, really, who travels. and ob- So, yeah, you can obviously see ones who either work for cruise ships or are going from inner planet to inner planet with a bunch of rich people and making connections. I mean, that would be another ideal life for a companion to take, a very nice, cushy position, but she wants— She wants the ship, whether it's because she's dying or not, whatever the reason is, she wants to see actual things. Yeah. She wants – you can kind of see that she was – she has seen all of the pretty things that the galaxy has to offer. She's looking for some ugliness now.
0: Yeah, or even just – Earthiness, something real, yeah. Yeah, or or just freedom to get out of the structures of that. I mean I think that she is someone who – uh, responds to the 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 respect that she gets from being a companion, the power that that gives her. But at the same time, I think she wants to get away with from that because she finds it uh, yeah. confining to a degree.
1: Yeah. It, 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 she is caught in that because being a companion does mean that she gets, sh- there are a lot of places where she, she can walk in and do whatever the hell she wants. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can't touch her because I have the entire might of the companions guild to bring down on you. if, so, yeah, she does – Which is
0: basically what she says in, I think, what, the train job? Yeah. Where she comes, you know, busting in and, yeah. you know, yeah.
1: Or, or in Shindig, you know, oh, I can put a black mark on you and no one's going to no deal with you. Um,
0: well, I think, you know, the, the, Inara is an interesting character to me because, you know, what, one of the things that makes me think of is, is you know, obviously companions have to have uh, uh, some sort of um, entrepreneur, entrepreneurial spirit yeah. to them. Because they are the ones that are finding their own clients and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me that Anar is even going a step further than that, you know, because, yeah, she is finding her own clients, but she also doesn't even want to be under the structures of being on a cruise ship or being on an Alliance planet. She doesn't want to deal with that. She also, you know, especially in the episode Shindig, I think it's another example of this that is fed by this episode, which, you know, she doesn't want to uh, uh, be in a position of being a kept woman either. Yeah. So.
1: Especially not by someone like that, but. Yeah, freedom. That is something that when Mal is trying to sell the ship to Zoe, he says, this means freedom. This is – and he explicitly says, anywhere the alliance can go, this can go a tiny bit further. And all of these characters are searching for – it's interesting all of these characters have found their best deal in Serenity, really. Yeah. Maybe not Zoe, but you know Wash certainly found everything he was looking for. Uh, well, Kaylee, Kaylee has said she's doesn't really there's not really much work there. She's never going to have this kind of an opportunity. Anara uh, is getting her her abilities to be on her own, her autonomy, and those things. All of the characters wouldn't have a great deal in the in their life except for this ship. And yeah. even if this ship isn't the most comfortable it's still a little more freedom and sovereignty than they...
0: Ooh, sovereignty, <laughs> serenity, oh. Well, I think... I, I'm glad you mentioned Zoe, because Zoe, to me, in this episode particularly, uh, I, I'm finding her to be kind of... not a problematic character, but a little bit underbaked, you know? I mean, yeah. Aside from the fact that she has some sort of hero worship or goes back a long way with Mal and will follow him to the ends of the universe that's really her character beat and you know it's it's like that and also the fact that she's married to wash yes. and i don't think we have any episode that really goes into her backstory no, i don't think and, we ever get a zoe episode no and that that's pretty yeah and i'm not saying that that is it was intentional i mean obviously the show w- was was still born well, and canceled very early but
1: we are going to it's interesting because there is going to be an episode that is a Zoe episode and that deals with the fact that Zoe to this point has been defined by her relationships to both Mal and Wash. Yeah. Like the, so, so actually, yes, watch this space because we're, we are going to be able to talk about that soon. Okay. Okay. Um, Cause I think that-, that said, is there an episode that's about Zoe on her own, going on her own mission or something like that? No.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because I mean, like to a certain degree, you could make the argument that all of the women on the sh- on the ship are uh, defined in some way by the men in their lives. But I guess at the same time, you could argue that the men in the ship are defined by the women in their lives. Yeah, so, I,
1: I wouldn't necessarily say that about, for example, Kaylee. She's defined by her relationship to Serenity. I would say Anara does. You know, although
0: even- I do find her in her intro. Interesting, (laughs) you know, know, having sex with the mechanic.
1: In the very first episode, Jane makes a joke that implies that she's a lesbian and it's very quickly dropped. And that part is never, you know, dealt with again. And then this episode comes that makes, you know, her seem like, oh, she's just, you know, fun loving and and earthy prairie girl. And, you know, she likes her machines and, you know, grease and oil.
0: Well, and also, frankly, too, I mean, you know, uh, ships are... Traditionally imbued with the characteristics of women. And so. And was, she
1: does as well.
0: Yeah, and she does. She calls Serenity she and her, and, you know, she's hurt, all this kind of stuff. She usually tells me what she wants. Yeah. So she does have some kind of uh, relationship to a female character that is. And also, I think that. But, Kay, well, Kaylee is the one character I think that's more defined by her relationship with females because she's got yes. Serenity and she's got Inara.
1: Well, she, you know, Kaylee is in a way everybody's little sister. The, the, especially. I really think about that one shot with jane worrying about her in the pilot when she's shot i mean he's, yeah. he's he's a guy who's looking after his kid sister and terrified for her he's you know that's how you know she's with anara and anara's the one who brushes her hair mm-hmm. and they gossip mm-hmm. together uh so yeah i i do see her as having more of a sisterly or like a Kaylee almost comes off like – she talks about Serenity like she would talk about a horse in some way. Like imagine her grooming a horse and being a trainer. She would t- talk in those – in that kind of a way, which fits with the Western trope to me, but uh,
0: – Yeah, I think I, so. But,
1: but she, she, do, she does you – know, she doesn't treat Serenity like a lover, but she does treat her like a living beast in a way, which, is, which I like. It's nice. We all like her.
0: Well, I guess, you know, yeah, that's true. And I guess the final thing really to to talk about is, you know, the plot of the episode such as it is. I mean, you know, on the one hand, it's very convenient that they're rescued once again. Uh, But it it works. And I think that, you know, one of the things, I mean, we talked about this an episode or two ago, but I am not somebody that responds to to plot nearly as much as whether or not it works for all of the characters. And I... I think that, that Out of Gas is a really, really strong episode. It's a really good episode that uses its plot in a, in a very constructive way to bring these characters together more. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think it's uh, 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 coincidental or incidental that it begins with all of them sitting down to sharing a meal and it's yeah. Simon's birthday and Kaylee has made him a cake that sounds disgusting. <laughs> you know, and so there, there, there's a very sort of familial element to it. And I think that that's something that the show, uh, uh, that's maybe what the show yeah. does best
1: yeah certainly this crew is a family, and that's one of the recurring motifs about this and I like that the show does seem to be about getting more family members or mm-hmm. you know most of the people we you you talk about whether or not it's a cynical show or not, and certainly the fact that the people who respond to their distress call turn out to loot them and they say you do the same i mean that is within the cynicism, but at the end, you know he, mal does has still found people that's a fuckload of people mm-hmm. who 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 have his back mostly and who who are happy to see him and i i mean at the end oh you're gonna be there when i get back yep i mean that that's again on the nose but nice to hear still
0: yeah i think so i think so
1: i still think there's, there's this is foreshadowing that saffron was going to be a crew member though because you know there's the talk about the bad food and he mentions, oh, yeah. you know, oh, we, you know, we hire some people, get a cook. A lot was made about Saffron's cooking abilities and she can – I, while I don't necessarily say let's hire her to be the cook because that may be a little problematic, she does make fresh bao.
0: <laughs> yeah. How did she make that? I'm wondering now. Where the hell did she get that? <laughs> She used all the flour well, well, that well, Kaylee was going to use oh for the Oh, my cake. god. That's what happened. Oh, that's terrible. Huh another thing that saffron messed up uh yeah good episode so i'm I like i said you know obviously um it's been a journey for me so far in these eight episodes but i think i'm coming around to the show
1: good well that's you know what's really good about that because the next episode is one of my favorites
0: okay well before we reveal what that episode is if you have any thoughts on the episode that we just discussed please have a comment on the post for this episode of tuning in at tuninginshow.com Check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Tuning In Show. We also have a Patreon where you can give us a little bit of financial support if you're enjoying our podcasts. Patreon.com slash TrekAboutShow. It's also a good opportunity for us to remind you that we have another podcast called TrekAbout and TrekAbout Presents. Next week, we are going to be talking about the episode Ariel, which is actually the name of the Little Mermaid well, it's
1: about how all of these characters want to be part of that world.
0: Oh, that's nice. The Mac, why do you...